Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about 13th by Ava DuVernay. And even though 13th is a documentary, we're going to be discussing it in a way that's valuable for all writers, whether you're a screenwriter, a feature filmmaker, a documentarian, a miniseries writer, a TV writer, a comedy writer, even if you're a poet or a playwright or a musician, we're going to be talking about it in a way that's valuable for you. Because what we're really looking at is the structure of 13th. We're going to be talking about how do you build a structure that is designed to create social change. Now, if you listen to this podcast, if you're a frequent listener, or if you have studied with me in our classes, you know that I believe that all writing is political. That doesn't mean that all writing grows from a political place. That doesn't mean that you should only write political things. That means that all writing is political because your beliefs, the beliefs that you express in your writing, shape the audience. Your beliefs shape the way that your audience views the truth about themselves and others. Your writing can be used to build empathy or to undermine empathy. Your writing can be used to lead towards hope or to push towards despair. You are the myth makers. And for thousands of years, humans have looked to myth to understand their complicated world. We are the keepers of the myth. And if anything, 13th is a movie about myth-making. It is about the ugly power of myth-making. But it's also of the beautiful power of myth-making. So as a writer, I don't care if you're writing pure entertainment. I don't care if you're writing the silliest show to ever air. And I don't care if you're writing reality television or an issue movie or a documentary. It's important to remember that your movie is political. That what you say matters. That what you show people becomes their reality. Because this is what happens when a person watches a movie. When a person watches a movie that they actually connect with, that they actually identify with, or when a person reads a book, or a memoir, or a song, or a poem, there is a part of them that identifies with the main character and goes, that's me up there. I know what that feels like. I get what that is. I understand on an intuitive level in my bones what this is about, what this journey means. And where does that come from? That comes from a concept called theme. You can think about theme like the spaghetti strainer uh, that you use to sift out what needs to be in your movie and what needs to go. Um, if you've ever made spaghetti, you already know how this strainer works. So to make spaghetti, what you need to do is you need to boil some pasta and some water and some salt and a little bit of olive oil. And you got to boil it for just the right amount of time, right? Just until you get that perfect al dente where it has form, but it's pliable enough that it tastes good. And then what you have to do is you got to pour the spaghetti into a spaghetti strainer and you got to shake out all the water. And 
Once you've done that, you can put whatever sauce you like. You can put an Alfredo sauce, you can put a little bit of garlic and, and olive oil, you can put a marinara, you can put any sauce you want on it. However, if you don't boil the spaghetti, if you don't boil the spaghetti, uh, you can put whatever sauce you want and it's going to taste horrible and crunchy. And if you overboil the spaghetti, you can put whatever sauce you want and it's going to taste mushy and soft. And if you don't strain out the water, no matter how perfectly al dente your spaghetti is, it's not going to taste right. And so this metaphor is a metaphor that you can use to understand screenwriting. And it's a metaphor you can use to understand what is successful about 13th. Um, when you're making a movie, especially a social issues movie, a movie that is designed to change people, you have a real risk. Your risk is getting dogmatic. Your risk is trying to take other people on a journey without taking yourself on a journey. Your risk is asking uh, people to believe a certain way without asking yourself the same profound question. Um, anytime you're making a film, whether it's a documentary or any other kind of film, you want to start in a place of curiosity. You want to start by serve, by boiling the spaghetti, not by putting the marinara on. This is the first mistake that a lot of screenwriters make is they simply just don't boil the spaghetti, right? They start, they think they know what it is and they end up serving this thin, crunchy, horrible spaghetti that never got boiled because they're afraid that if they actually give the spaghetti the time to boil, if they actually boil it and add all these ingredients that aren't going to stay, they're afraid that they're going to end up with nothing. You've got to boil the spaghetti. And so the way you start boiling the spaghetti, uh, if you're making a documentary, is by an area of exploration. Um, and if you're writing a movie, it's the same way. It begins by, or a TV show or a play or a novel, because it's the same way, which is this idea of theme, right? There's this area that I want to explore, that I am curious about. And theme also connects to hook, right? So if we thought about 13th, hey, there have been a lot of civil rights movies. But this author, this writer, this documentarian is particularly interested in one simple sentence. One simple sentence in the 13th Amendment. That is what this movie is about. And what's beautiful and powerful about the structure of this movie is watching Ava DuVernay look at that one sentence from 50 different angles, going, what does this sentence mean? What has this sentence meant over generation after generation after generation, over decade after decade after decade? What does that one sentence mean? And what's wonderful about 13th is that the one sentence that Ava DuVernay is looking at is a sentence that most of us are not even aware exists. We are all aware that the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. That's what you learn in history class. But what most of us either are not aware of or were never aware of or have forgotten or what Ava DuVernay wants to go, hey, remember is this one simple concept, which is slavery was not abolished for everyone. It was only abolished 
for those who were not being punished for a crime. And what Ava DuVernay is doing, the way she is boiling the spaghetti, is to keep on attacking that one idea from different angles, to keep on looking at it. And this is how you do it in a documentary, is you interview a bunch of people. And look at the people that Ava DuVernay chooses. She chooses a badass, white, tattooed-laden professor. Um, she chooses activists from the 60s and 70s. She chooses uh, well-spoken black men and women. But she also chooses Grover Norquist, one of the most staunch conservatives out there. She chooses Newt Gingrich, who most people don't see as an ally to uh, the causes of black people. She explores her angle from a variety of points of view. And then what she does is she squeezes them down, right? She strains them out around that one concept. Uh, I'm certain that during her interview with Newt Gingrich, a lot of things came up that weren't about that one sentence. But in the final product, she ends up with a piece that's about that one sentence. I'm certain that in her interview with Angela Davis, a lot of things came up that weren't about that one sentence. But in the final product, she strains it back down to be about that one sentence. And that's what it means to remove the water. You want to boil it just long enough that you really understand what it is. That is a process of exploration. That is a process not of telling the movie what to be, but actually asking the question, actually taking yourself on a journey where hopefully you get to discover something that you weren't aware of when it started. Reaching out to, to characters that are like you and characters that are different from you. Characters that believe what you believe and characters that believe exactly the opposite. And taking them on a journey in relation to this theme and boiling it just enough till you recognize what it is. But here's what's really important. You don't want to overboil it. Some of us put off deciding what our movie is so long that it ends up overboiled, right? That it ends up with so many different ideas constantly shifting and changing that we end up writing not one movie, but 50 movies, right? 50 versions of the same movie. So we want to make sure that it doesn't keep on shifting on us. We want to look until we kind of get like, what's it about? What's the thing that makes this one cool to me? What's the thing that I find most exciting or alarming or confusing or upsetting or hopeful or beautiful or complicated? What's that one thing that I find most interesting? And you want to hone in on that and you want to allow yourself to explore anywhere that that leads you. And you want to allow some water in there, even things that maybe feel tangential, until you know, okay, this is what I have to say. And then what you want to do is you want to start to get really deep around that one thing. Really, really, really deep. And then you want to start shaking out the water, right? You want to start straining out the stuff that's not about that, so you can do more of that one thing, so that the audience can identify not with everything, right? Not with civil rights, not with every decade of American history, but with one beautifully focused idea. 
And then you want to take a character on a journey in relation to that idea. In seven-act structure, they will go on seven different movements in relation to that idea. And even if you're writing a documentary, it's important to remember that you do have a main character. That the audience ultimately connects to characters. It connects to people. Now, what 13th is doing is a complicated main character. Because what 13th is doing is looking at the perception of the black man. The criminalization of the black man. And specifically how this one sentence, the sentence that says that slavery is outlawed except for punishment of a crime. And she is showing the journey of the, not the real black man, but the mythical black man, the imagined black man, and how that journey is shaped by that one sentence. And here's the argument that Ava DuVernay is making. Ava DuVernay is making the argument that these social problems that we call racism are in fact not social problems at all. That in fact they grow out of an economic desire that started right after the Civil War, that started right after emancipation. That suddenly you had half of America with an economy in shambles. An economy that was entirely built upon free labor. And in order to rescue their economy, they still needed free labor. And because they had this one sentence, her argument is, because they had this one sentence, what began was a systematic campaign to criminalize the way black men were viewed so that black men could be arrested, so that black men could be used for free labor while in prison. And what is so shocking and terrifying and startling about 13th is that in each act, in each decade, we watch how this same process is repeated and expanded exponentially. We watch how this one phrase is used again and again and again. Not, not for social reasons, not for hatred reasons, but for economic gain, for political gain. We watch how companies come together to build legislation that's designed to create incarceration, not then, now, in today's privately owned prison systems. How the desire for free labor is still driving American policy hundreds of years after slavery. We watch an early image of an old black man just trying to walk away from an angry crowd of whites who are pushing him prodding him, and ultimately beating him. And we think, oh my God, to have lived in that time, how is that possible? And we end with an image of a Trump rally, one of the final images of the piece, where we watch the exact same thing happen to a bunch of black protesters at a Trump rally. We're watching the cyclical 
experience. Not of the real black man, but of the mythical one. And we're watching it played out in images. We're watching it played out visually. Uh, and what's powerful about what DuVernay is doing is she's not just building this in a purely political way. We watch how this cycle repeats, not just under Republican administrations, but also under Democratic ones. How Bill Clinton's three strikes a year out grows politically, not out of a desire to do evil, but out of a political need to compete on being tough on crime. We're watching as people do the wrong thing again and again and again, allowing us to look a little bit deeper into our own perceptions, the way that we have been affected, the way that our beliefs have been shaped, not by the real black communities, but by the way black communities are depicted in our media, in our myth, on our news, in our films, in our politics, in our rhetoric. We're watching this vision of criminality and how it has been created and fostered for political and financial gain. This is how you use theme to build structure. And in our movies, whether you're writing a feature film or a documentary, or a TV show. What we're looking to do is we're looking to explore a theme and we're looking to take a character on a journey in relation to it. We're looking to allow the audience not to view that person as an other, but to go, that's me up there. And to go on a journey in relation to that, that's me up there. That allows them to see the world in a different way, see themselves in a different way, find some kind of catharsis, take a different action on the other side. This is the power of theme in your structure. If you've been struggling to get your writing going again during the crisis, I would like to make you aware of a couple of things we've got going on for our students. The first is we have a free Quarantini's happy hour of writing lessons and exercises and community every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's hosted by me, and I bring a special guest each week, and it's a really fabulous community. You can come for free. If you can afford to make a donation, we'll match it and apply it to our scholarship fund. If you can't, just bring yourself and your creativity. The second thing that we're doing is that for every full price class that's sold during this period, we're giving away two 50% off scholarships to allow people who've been affected by the crisis to come and study with us at 50% off. So if you've been affected by the crisis, you can check on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com scholarship, and we'll let you know if we have scholarships available and you can self-identify and you'll get a scholarship instantly if you need to take a class. And if you're able to afford a class, you can know that your money is not only going to help you pursue your passions, but also to help other people pursue theirs. And you can find more information about both of these on my website, uh, writeyourscreenplay.com slash quarantinis for the free event and writeyourscreenplay.com slash scholarship for the scholarships.